0: Craig Wilson, editor of Stuff Magazine, and this is The Stuff Podcast. I'm joined today by Navash Ramcern, who's the product manager for visual displays. Navash, thanks very much for joining me. Tell me a little bit about what all visual displays constitutes.
1: Visual display is actually the entire portfolio that Samsung produces in terms of TVs, which is uh, monitors, hotel TV, commercial TVs, uh, large format displays, which is the large format screens, mm. and also our AV portfolio, which is soundbars. Sure, well I guess for,
0: you know, for someone like me our main interest of course is the consumer sort of goods, the stuff that we uh, use in the home uh, and the TVs in particular and so not very long ago, a few weeks back we had the launch of the new QLED range in South Africa I have the pleasure at the moment of testing one, I've just had some blue gloved gentlemen come and drop it off on Monday and set it up uh, just in time for the last episode of Game of Thrones which okay. worked out rather well um, and you know, my, the first thing that sort of struck me about this set in particular is that it feels like there's been a, a real shift uh, from the TV being a sort of very passive of entertainment appliance to being more of the sort of center of a, a sort of smart and connected home. Is that sort of where you see these products going?
1: So Craig, in the future, when we looked at TVs or we looked at technology, we always wanted that space where we could talk or, or do anything. In the home where we can control our TV to come on or we can control our volume or if we could want to see how many carrots we have in the fridge or <laughs> if we want to see if our washing machine is running. Now the latest Samsung TVs come with a smart things hub and you are able to control your entire household ex- appliances provided that it's is Wi-Fi connected. Mm, sure. and, and smart things compatible. Yes smart things compatible and basically what you can do is you can check if your washing machine is running, you can check if you're stuck in your fridge, you can do many things and that basically brings a home together as a one connected home.
0: You're talking to the converted here, I my current obsession is smart home cat, smart light bulbs, smart speakers. Uh, you have to be careful who you speak to because might trigger the TV's Bigsby, might trigger the speaker's Alexa and there's Google Home Minis. Every now and then there's Ghost triggers triggers, you'll be watching a TV show and something will say, I'm terribly sorry, I can't help with that. And you don't know what triggered it. Anyway, we live in a strange time. So, so this is it. It's a sort of smart, uh, sort of center of, of the connected smart home. And I guess the idea is that you'll be able to connect more and more devices going forward.
1: Currently, apart from the Samsung devices, the Google devices, the Alexia's are compatible with the Samsung TV. So it can be connected. Uh, we also recently, in conjunction with Apple, we've got AirPlay in now and Apple TV also compatible with the Samsung TV.
0: Mm, I saw that. So- in the setup screen,
1: yeah. So technology is changing rapidly. You know, our biggest customer base is now the Millennials, a uh, mm-hmm. remarkable generation that also wants the latest technology with the latest trends. You want to show your friend at home when he comes, you know, look, I can control everything via my TV.
0: Sure, and I can sort of, you know, see what's going on in my calendar or it doesn't have to be a totally static unit. Yes. You know, I'm particularly interested in the ambient display mode as well. I think given the screens are getting bigger and, you know, they tend to have such a dominant place in our living spaces, uh, I think the ambient mode's a fantastic way to make them a little less obtrusive and to sort of increase the use outside of binge watching Game of Thrones.
1: The large format TVs are becoming a trend everywhere. Not only with QLEDs, also UHDs are also increasing in size. The general purchase now is around a 65 inch. But the problem comes in when you go in at home now and you put in a large TV on your wall, you see a black box. Sure. And the new ambient mode basically blends in with your home. You're able to put the type of wallpaper that you have, you're able to put whatever pictures you want, or you can put your favorite family picture on. So the actual home looks more bright.
0: Absolutely. All well, I like to do is surprise my wife with some of our worst family photos. Okay. The other thing that really impressed me about these new sets are the uh, the remote controls. You know, I think for years and years, remote controls have been like the interiors of cars, you know, riddled with more buttons than anybody needs, more buttons than you ever use. You know, you go to someone's house, you look at an old remote control, invariably there's dirt and grime around the four-way controller and the volume buttons, and the other 32 buttons are wholly unused. Uh, this one control strikes me as the way these things ought to be. You know, if these are super, super high-end, smart, intuitive controls. Consumer goods. You know, why should a remote control be so complicated when a phone can get away with a home button and a volume rocker?
1: Yeah, the, the, well, the new remote control is actually brilliant. You actually want to take it with you everywhere. Uh, it's got voice control, got uh, hotkeys that take you to your favorite uh, video on demand channels. You actually don't really need to press the ones and twos anymore. So it's much more refined and obviously it's much more a better feel in your hand.
0: Sure, I noticed those hotkeys. I see there's one for Netflix and one for, for Amazon Video. I guess eventually down the line, if they uh, pay you an appropriate licensing fee, you might have to add a Showmax button. True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you guys still selling more TVs than, than anybody else in South Africa?
1: Yes, uh, we currently still, for 13 years, running the world's number one TV. We still have the highest market share in terms of value in South Africa. Hmm.
0: I mean, you, notice, you know, you walk into any major electronics seller in the country and there is just a wall of Samsungs. 13 years is not a long time, uh, relatively speaking. In 13 years, it seems to have become the sort of de facto TV brand. I and mean, you guys must be very pleased with that.
1: We are. Samsung is, is a leader of technology. We We aim to always produce the latest technology and always have everything available to our customer people not prepared to sit back with the conventional tv that you can just put on and watch it's it's all about speed connectivity how smart your tv is and also the usability you know samsung doesn't use android it uses uh, its own tazen software Mm, mm. so the speed and the amount of errors are much limited compared to normal
0: Sure, sure. I mean, Thailand in particular, we've, we've always been very impressed with it on uh, the wearable kit as well. And my first smartphone was actually a Samsung Wave, which was a, a sort of pre-Android device. And you know, it was the first touch display and one I'd ever had. So there's a long and a sort of illustrious history of, of going your own way with operating systems. I think the on the television in particular, it is an incredibly intuitive and, and sort of sensible layout for the format. But you talk about this, this sort of future tech, and I want to talk a little bit about future proofing and maybe some of the more uh, controversial questions we get asked. And the one is, why 8K and why 8K now, given that there is so little native 8K content out there?
1: Craig, that's a brilliant question. And I've seen a lot of media reviews and questions around that. Obviously, we need to create a technology that creates the filmmakers and the filming world to upgrade with their type of technology and what the eye sees. So 8K is there to help develop that technology. But in saying that, Samsung has realized that, you know, 8K technology is ahead of its time currently Mm. Uh, but we have a certain processor in our TVs that takes the TV into another level, it actually automatically calculates the type of image you're inputting into your TV. Uh, It goes through a lot of algorithms and actually produces a close enough result. So for instance, if you're inputting a 4K currently, let's use an example, through Netflix Mm -hmm. on your TV, it automatically generates an 8K picture. Sure.
0: The sort of the on-device quantum processor-backed upscaling. Yes. It's
1: artificial intelligence. It's got over a billion images that recorrect sharpens, gives you a better contrast, better color. So if you're looking at a, a lower quality video, mm-hmm. it actually also upscales that video, not to 8K, but to the best quality it can. So you also are viewing the best picture at all times. Sure,
0: sure. And I guess the idea is that eventually when 8K trickles down, you know, it's a sort of, if you build it, they will make content for it. Correct. Um, eventually this sort of stuff will trickle down and then people's devices will be will be ready for it. I saw something in the, in the fine print, because we like to be thorough about this, um, suggesting that down the line, there'd be complimentary HD, my 8K, 60 amp upgrade included.
1: Is this to say that if you need a better cable down the line, Samsung will give it to you? Depending. I, I would see that, you know, if, if we do have issues, yes. But uh, at the moment, we don't require it. So that's why it's just a disclaimer if we do need. Sure. This uh, is to say if if the standards sort of adapt by the time they come to
0: market, then you're going to make sure that the the TVs are able to accommodate that.
1: Accommodate. And that will obviously be in our newer range, obviously the 2020 range, the 2021 range. That's probably the time when you're going to get uh, those questions
0: and in terms of these features, you know, it must be difficult to constantly create a compelling reason for people to upgrade. You know, televisions by and large are a lot like white goods. No one wants to go out and buy a TV every two years. People want to buy a TV and then have it for a decade. And you know, we've seen this from you know HD to 4K. You know, we've only really got the majority of people now buying TVs, buying 4K instead of HD. How long do you imagine this sort of update cycle will take before we see you know 8Ks being the the screens that are flying off shelves more than anything else?
1: So if you look at uh, UHD trans. To QLED in Samsung. We launched our first uh, QLED in 2015 2016. Mm. And basically, now the generic trend is to buy QLED, which is 4K. It took us roughly about two years. So I would assume in the next two years, 8K will be the going trend in terms of purchasing.
0: Well, I guess for consumers too, the other advantage is that TV seem to follow a, an adapted version of Moore's law in that the prices seem to halve at the top end roughly every year. You know, Do we see this, this sort of pattern, you know, from your experience, do you expect that will
1: continue? I think as technology uh, evolves, you know, technology becomes outdated. You obviously have to reduce pricing to accommodate for the new technology that comes in. Halving maybe not, because 8 techn- 8K technology is still new. You know, mm-hmm. there's very few manufacturers in The world that are doing it at the moment, so it still will be a niche for the probably the next three years
0: sure. I mean, is it fair to say that these, particularly at the really high end, at the sort of 80-inch to 100-inch range, these are sort of hero products. People who are buying these, they may be buying two at a time, one for the house, one for the holiday home. But, you know, realistically, we're talking really, really small unit sales at that super, super high end. But are those products intended to show, position Samsung as the technology leader? And do they have a sort of halo effect that makes people more likely, perhaps, to buy the brand, even if they're only buying a 4K QLED display, say?
1: Samsung produces a TV for everyone. We have from a 32 inch all mm. the way now to a 90 in 98 inch. The 8K range is an ex- aspiring range for the elite technology. Oh. It's like a Ferrari. You know, you sure. all want to own a Ferrari, but you know, reality sets in. But there is a TV set for everyone, mm.
0: right? And so the, the whole range is covered from bottom to top. And I guess I an mean, interesting the thing: there are people out there. Obviously, uh, there are people who buy them, or no one would invest in them at all. You know, I guess from from regular consumer's perspective, you know, we always see comments in the stories saying, well, you could buy, you know two other sets for the same price and you know all we ever say to them as well
1: if you're thinking in that way you're simply not the target market No, correct our our target market is the you know the influencers the early adapters the tech guys and obviously you know the niche that that wants to have the latest technology in their homes to say like you know what i have the best tv possible the problem that we have is trying to explain the 8k so 8k tv is actually only realized once you you view it physically with your eyes sure Uh, it's hard to explain it in image Uh, it is a three Lack like experience. You know, when you stand in front of the TV, you actually, your eyes get confused because the amount of colors on the TV is not, is more than what your eye can see.
0: Sure. I mean, if anyone needs the proof of this, you know, go into your local Hershes or Dion Wired or anyone else that stocks these displays and get them to put on a nature documentary. I and mean, we started with the, the 8K testing at home by watching uh, the 4K series Our Planet yes. on Netflix. And I mean, it was just, yeah, it was just absolutely staggering. The usual 55 inch 4K TV we use compared to this was, they're just not even, they're not even playing the same sport, never mind. In the same league. Exactly. This is the point. This stuff is difficult to to quite explain the effect of without seeing it in person. Uh, I'm always amused. You go and look at, at the promotional websites for products, whether it's phones or tablets or whatever. Poor designers do as good a job as they can of showing you, you know, how this technology works and showing you viewing angles with rotating animations and so on. But it just doesn't compare to, to trying it in person, really.
1: No, you have to view the TV. I think the immerseness and the you know the brilliance of the image. And how your eye portrays it actually says to the to the viewer, this is something else. This is just not a normal TV. This is a this is what 8K is about. Uh, and we're trying to deliver that experience. One of the first in Africa uh, to have 8K TVs. So it's it's our job now to educate the consumer on what is 8K. Sure.
0: And hopefully, you know, we will see content coming down the line. I mean, uh, you know, unfortunately, DSTV and the likes haven't even caught up to 4K broadcasts. We so have a long way to go in terms of that. You know, it seems likely that the first content of the sort is going to come uh, via streaming. And then, of course, the challenge is that that's really going to be limited to urban users with um, high-quality fibre internet connections.
1: True. You know, actually, Hollywood has taken to this 8K phenomena. And if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, it's mm-hmm. coming out it's actually filmed in 8K, which makes the, uh, the viewing experience start to, to be more realistic now.
0: Sure. And in the same way that Netflix's production has ramped up, you know, I think once we reach that tipping point of the content being more commonplace, you know, the floodgates will open and then we will see enormous amounts of it much we are with 4K at the moment, you know, there was a time when you could pick sort of three shows on Netflix and that was about it. Now, uh, if you want to, you know, you're limited by 4K, there's uh, dozens and dozens of shows to watch. So, you know, imagine this will come in uh, in relatively quickly. I hope so at least, because also, you know, even with the upscaling, I think for a lot of people, they want to know that they can watch uh, native content on something before they invest in it. And I think it makes it a more difficult proposition to get them to buy an upfront. Although I reiterate, they should go and have a look at the upscaling in person if they, if they want to uh, see it to believe it but talking about these high-end devices I'm also interested in Samsung's signature service how important is it that people have the optimum and sort of premium experience from the moment the the set is delivered
1: so signature service is a part of a standard uh, Samsung product with, with the 8K mm-hmm. uh, basically when you purchase the device a signature service is triggered where we will actually deliver it so it's a white glove service we'll install it and basically connect everything up in your home my guys had blue gloves but I know what you mean <laughs> they actually uh, also, do a pre-inspection. They check your home. They actually mm-hmm. check whether the TV is going to fit. And there's also a lot of small nitty-gritties where, like you know, is the TV going to fit through your door now because you're buying a bigger TV? Sure. So <laughs> all those arrangements are, are made prior to to bring in the TV because we, we don't want a customer to to buy a TV and you know put it on top of his car and drive it home and then he can't fit it in. And mm, sure, so, so we do all that for you. Sure,
0: or doesn't tie it on properly, or yes, you know. <laughs> It sideways in the elevator and wonders why there's a crack when he gets it upstairs. Correct. Sure.
1: So. Yeah, so it's a, it's a full on service and it's free when you when you purchase a TV. So it's no no cobble no fuss. Um are you guys still selling a lot of the frame TVs as well? We still do, but it's 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 a limited market. It's more demand driven. We still have frame in our business, but it's, you know, it's people that more of the artistic type of people because it's, you know, it's on the stand and Sure.
0: Sure for those listening that the frame is sort of one of Samsung's televisions that re- resembles a picture frame and comes with a lot of sort of pre-installed images and can serve essentially as a giant digital painting on your wall. We've always been rather taken with it, but I was curious: a) whether they were still selling, and b) whether we would see that frame form factor come to the new QLED range down the line.
1: No, it, the new QLED actually taken from the frame concept, mm-hmm. uh, where now with the ambient mode, you know, you can have your pictures also on it. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So it does. It's just the the outer bezel that's different. Sure. Uh,
0: so it sort of crossed over the other way. Yes. <laughs> this is always a, an open-ended one and uh, uh, a difficult one to answer, given how you know mm-hmm. tight you guys hold your cards to your chest, but. You know, what's next? Where do you see uh, where do you see television, you know, going? Uh, we seem to have come so far in so few years that uh, one has to wonder, you know, what what is this going to look like in five years' time?
1: That's a that's a question that's been asked by everyone. You know, we have ten thousand engineers that developed this 8K TV well in advance before its its launch. So there was a lot of research, and we are currently still in research at the moment. There have been some concepts showcased in CES uh, mm-hmm. uh, recently, but we we are unable to confirm what we are coming out with next. But Sure. I would reassure you that the next technology is also going to be mind-breaking.
0: Do you think we're going to see a resurgence of a technology that it seems consumers wholeheartedly decided they didn't want, which was glasses-based 3D? No. No? no. Oh, thank heavens. Because <laughs> right, it felt like either version was a compromise, right? If you had to have active glasses, that came with weight and cost and having another, another thing to charge. And if you use the glasses of the sort you get in the cinema, then you had to deal with dark images. I and mean, then this just seems like uh, a feature that nobody wanted and that uh, was consigned to the graveyard fittingly. Correct. No no plans to do, uh, what about uh, in-display, built-in 3D of the sort we've seen on like Nintendo's handheld devices and that sort of thing?
1: Uh, no, we, 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 we won't go that route. We actually, our technology is is being developed at the moment in our large format display sector but we're just trying to commercialise it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, it's no nowhere near that. Well, I mean, we consider this no loss, you know. We're the sorts who wait until a, a movie goes to 2D
0: in the cinemas or drive further just to see it that way. So, yeah. uh, Particularly also with the quality of the colours, the quality of the reproduction, the HD features I'm just not convinced it's a feature anybody actually needs. Navesh, thank you so much for chatting to us today. We will be keeping an eye on Samsung stands at shows like CES and uh, uh, IFA, and this tends to be where the interesting things are leaked, and we have no doubt that it's going to be an interesting few years. Thank you very much.